In The Phantom Menace, we get the closest death for Anakin Skywalker that I think we've ever had in the entire saga. It was a split-second attack that could have changed the fate of the galaxy forever. Had Qui-Gon not been so in tune with the Force to feel or hear Darth Maul's speeder coming straight for them and ordered for Anakin to drop, little Annie would have suffered the same fate Maul did at the end of the film. And he would have done so in the sands of the desert. So let's cover the plot points of what would have happened if Anakin didn't drop. Now, for those of you who are new to the channel, if you don't know my fanfictions, I've got two different versions. One is basically where I cover the story more in detail, having different parts and sequels for the fanfiction. And then the other version is basically just a rundown of what could happen. This one is going to go more in depth and we're going to have different parts. I think it's more fun that way. And it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Anakin, drop! Qui-Gon shouts. Anakin stops and says, no way, I don't like... Maul's speeder obliterates the boy, crushing him into the grains of sand that he tried to avoid before death. Ironic. Now, Qui-Gon had an affinity for using powers that Jedi refrained from. In his older age, he was not as agile as he used to be, but I believe he would have felt a great deal of anger, misery, guilt, and loss for allowing the Chosen One to die. At this point, he probably would have harnessed immense rage, just like he did in the comics when his girlfriend, Tall, died and he almost turned to the dark side. He would have definitely caused Maul some damage. I wouldn't go as far as saying he'd kill him, but he'd definitely keep fighting. Now, if Obi-Wan were to join, that changes the story. Kenobi would see what happened and I feel he would jump below to help his master, knowing that Anakin is now probably dead and Qui-Gon is definitely going full rage into the dark side to defeat Maul. Now, Maul was very proficient in the Form 7 fighting style, and one of the things that helped him win was tiring Jin out in all those bridges and tight spaces, but we don't have that in this scenario, it's just an open desert. The battle at this point was still fresh, and there were no bridges or big drops like on Naboo's hangar at the end of the movie. So now with Obi-Wan joining the fight, it was Maul versus Jin and Kenobi, and he was losing big time. Obi-Wan would eventually flip over Maul, blocking his attack while Qui-Gon would force push the Zabrak, distracting him, while Obi-Wan would hit him in the back of the head, allowing Qui-Gon to slice through his torso as Kenobi sliced his arm off. The Zabrak would lay there, motionless, his eyes still burning with Sith rage, suffering to live. His wounds cauterized from the lightsaber, which means that he wasn't bleeding out, only in immense pain and almost near death. I should kill you! As Obi-Wan held Qui-Gon back from piercing his green blade into the immobilized Zabrak's skull, telling him it's not the Jedi way as he shouted and screamed for killing the boy. They would eventually run back to Anakin, who laid face down in the sand, motionless. His body looked broken. Anakin! Qui-Gon yelled, Get the ship ready! We're leaving to Coruscant, immediately! As Qui-Gon picked up Anakin, he felt a tear leave his eye and stream down his cheek. I won't lose you. Bringing the boy to the Jedi Temple, he is put into immediate and best care. The boy lives, says the medical droid. But he is in a severe state of paralyzation. It will be years before he can walk again. Qui-Gon massaged his temple in deep thought, as a little shadow came up to him. Live, the boy will. Do not mourn, Master Qui-Gon. See you in the chambers. We must. As Qui-Gon met Master Yoda in the Jedi Council chambers, with all the other masters looking on, he told them about the boy, that he must be trained. The boy is unable to move, says Master Windu. The Force resides strongly within him. I believe if he can be trained with the right training, my masters, he would fulfill the prophecy and bring balance to the Force. A Padawan you already have. Obi-Wan is ready for the trials, my masters. I must train the boy. Hmm. Great danger, I sense. Too old the boy is. Masters, I implore you to reconsider. The boy is the chosen one. You must see it. 
As they order for the boy to be brought before them once he is conscious and ready, Qui-Gon bows to go back and visit Anakin. Entering the medical chamber room, the droids all stood at the corner of the room, in fear as Anakin lay there, motionless, eyes closed. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan looked about the room. They noticed every single unattached object was floating peacefully in the air. Cups of metal, sharp objects for incisions and operation, boxes of supplies, everything floated. Is the boy doing this, Master? His mother never told us about it. Anakin's head snapped to the left as he shouted, Mom! in his sleep, crushing every object that floated in midair. Cracks in the walls began to appear as droids were beginning to melt and implode. Anakin! Qui-Gon shouted. Anakin, wake up! If he focused, he could start to feel pressure building within his own body. Anakin could destroy them all. Wake up, Anakin! Touching the boy's forehead, he calmed his dreams and sensed a great fear within the child. Things in the room began to settle. The boy's lips opened once again, only this time. It was nothing but a mere whisper. Mom! Master, the boy is dangerous. Qui-Gon turned to Obi-Wan. If the boy is to do that again, it could be catastrophic. He is in a deep unconsciousness. His psyche is not tempered or distracted with thoughts. He is purely one with the Force, but resides in the physical realm. I've never felt this power before. It must be tamed, but until it is, he needs to have the only thing that controls his emotions. Obi-Wan stared motionless and in disagreement with all of this. Ready the ship, says Qui-Gon. We're going back to Tatooine. And that is the end of part one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So I really feel that it's good to get back to fan fictions here. I've missed them incredibly. You guys can't even imagine. But with everything going on with the movie and all that stuff, it takes a lot out of me to make fan fictions. you got to be kind of, you know, somewhat creative, I guess, and to voice everything, to have time to do it and the patience. So I can't wait to do part two. What I'm thinking is that they go back to Tatooine and take Shmi back with them, but not without finding themselves in trouble with Watto, who calls the Huts to take the Jedi out building bad relations with them. Now, I want you guys to all write down what you think could happen in part two in the comments below. Does Darth Maul come back? Is he still alive? Will Palpatine go and save him, perhaps? Or will Plagueis come into play somehow? Anyways, thanks for watching, everyone. If you enjoyed today's video, hit that like button, and I will see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be with you always.